The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, the prodigal son and the good father. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. To the 15th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 15. There's a word from the lips of Jesus that we all need to take heed to this day. In Luke chapter 15 and commencing at verse 11, 11 through 23, and I'm reading. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after that, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine, a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, when he came to himself, and when he came out of his crazy state, wherever he was when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off. Hallelujah. His father saw him. 
and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. And the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this my, for this my son was dead and is alive again and he was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Amen. The prodigal son and the good father. Have you ever gone astray, did contrary to what you said you would do? You did opposite or you did nothing. This is a parable that fell from the lips of Jesus thousands of years ago. And he talked about those things that are lost. And one of those things that are lost was a son. When we talk about the prodigal, the word prodigal means wasteful. He wasted. And so many of us are wasting time. So many of us are wasting resources. So many of us are wasting our talents. And we move through this world as though, my old pastor used to say, as though we got the world in a jug and the stopper in our hand. And a lot of people have fallen into this false sense of security and by that I mean a lot of people think that it's all about them it's not because when it turns in to be all about you then you've got to recognize that you are a wreck but pride steps in and begins to tell us that we are better than somebody else you're not if the Lord were to take his hands off of each and every one of us, we'd get out of our clothes right now, cuss everybody out in here and run through the wall, not go through the door. The prodigal son, the wasteful son, was in a loving, good place. Had a father who no doubt had a big house and no doubt had resources and had a great love for his two sons. And today I have no desire to talk about that older boy that was left back at home. Because I discovered it's really a waste of time to talk about him because he messed up the mind of his little brother. He no doubt was the one that told the little brother, it's time for us to cash in and to cash out. 
dad been holding our money in serial e-bonds and he got that money back there and it's about time for us to cash out. So really in reality, and I know I'm going against what I said I wasn't going to do, in reality the, the, the older boy pushed the younger boy on out there. Said, Get on out there. Ain't no need of you staying here feeding sheep and and, and, and staying here working the fields. You need to get out there and live your life. And you know dad been laying up money for us in escrow. And so we need to get it. And you need to go on out there <clears throat> and sow your wild oats. So the younger boy came to his dad and said, Father, I know you got a portion for me. I know you've been saving up for me. And I'm here to cash in. I want my money. Father gave to both of his sons their portion. The younger kid, what we call wasn't even dry. He was still wet behind the ears. Went on out there. I'm not going to talk about maybe he went to New Orleans. I'm not going to talk about maybe he went to Vegas. But whatever that older boy told him, that's where he went. And he went out there. He stepped up into the place where they had a bar and there's a lot of people in there consuming alcohol and doing whatever they were doing. Maybe they had a girl on a pole coming down at the top of the ceiling. Maybe he told her, the barkeep set them up. Hey, it's all on me tonight. Anybody want anything to drink from the bar? Come on and get it. It's all on me. All he had money. He was Mr. Big. He was going to show everybody a good time. And see, that's one thing that people in this generation still have not figured out. So you retired. You resigned from a position. You, you are out there. But what are you saving? What are you doing? What, what, are you, what, what are you looking at? Because anybody with good sense know if you take the only money you have and you spend it, now you're a prodigal. Everything going out and nothing coming in, that doesn't make sense, but that's what he did. And the Bible says he began to be in want, and that's exactly what happens. You can't spend all and expect to have some. You have to be good stewards over that which God blesses us with. Even in another place, God says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. For she has no ruler, guide, or overseers, but yet she has sense enough, as I paraphrase, to lay up money, to lay up resources. Why? Because she knows that a winter is coming. So many young people, so many people, period. They dance to the music and they don't realize that the day is coming, you got to pay the piper. It's impossible to be a good steward when you don't have anything. You don't have anything to be a good steward over. So the, the, the prodigal son went on out there. Set him up, barkeep. It's on me. Until the day came, he looked in his pockets that once were full of money. And all of a sudden, he didn't have a dollar left. 
And the Bible says that he began to be in want. What's want? That's need. And check this out. No man gave unto him. Now you, you can speak with tongues and you can have a hallelujah good time down the middle of the aisle. But what do you have in your pocket? Ain't that what Capital One want to know? What do you have in your wallet? You think that serving God is, is always a journey in life being broke? How much of your income do you put back for a rainy day and don't even realize it's already raining? I think this pandemic is a blessing because it sure has been a unique way of separating the wheat from the tares. There's a separation going on. And there are people begging. I need some help. But God has a powerful word to say in the middle of all this. And I'm not going to wait till later. I'm going to get to it right now. Pray for those that despitefully use you. They blow their stuff, but they want to live on yours. That ain't God's way. Every man ought to bear his own burdens. That's what's in the Bible. Give you an illustration as we move on. A woman can end up getting pregnant. I don't care how you rub her stomach. I don't care how much water you bring her at her bedside. You cannot have that baby for her. I ain't got no help in here. You... You can't have her baby for her. That's a burden she has to bear. And so it is in life. God teaches us in his word. That we are to look at the ant. Sluggard, slowful, non-productive person. And consider her ways and be wise. Save up something. Put up something. Tithe off of what you bring in. And be wise. So the prodigal, he blew all that. He went out there. The only thing that boy wanted to do was to party. Get another stick of marijuana. Get another high. Now, that old boy, his old brother, probably put all that in that young boy's head. Man, I know a place. Call I like it like that. <laughs> it's over here on, 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 on Squirrel Street. Now when you get over there, just go for it. Just enjoy yourself. Get away from this farm life. Get away from this going to bed every night at 1030. Just get out there and live and sow your wild oats. Well, he went out there and did just that. And the day came when he wasted all of his substance on riotous living. And when that happened, no man gave unto him. Now, you can go on thinking that people want you to be successful, and there are some that do. And people want you to live in a big house on the side of a hill, and there are some that want you to do. 
But a, a, a lot of folk, they don't give a rip whether you go up, down, sideways, or oblique. Because when you finally run out of being Mr. Big Stuff or Mrs. I am who, whatever, what you're going to find out is that don't nobody really care? So now here he goes, look man, I, can you, look mister, can you spare me a dime? Can you, can you give me something? Can, my rent is due, I, I, I need some money. And they look at you and say, tough bro, tough. I ain't giving you nothing. And there's some people that hard hearted. But anyway, he went to a citizen of that country. Now you know I read this to you. Some of y'all that may be <laughs> challenged to remember, just look down and read it again. He went to a citizen in that country for a job. Now you know the worst thing that could happen is to have a Jew slopping swine down at the pig pen. Now that, that, that pig's pen, I'm from Stoner Hill. And I don't know who did it but it was done. Some days you could smell that smell. It's almost like the international paper plant when you're out in the, in the, in the, in the air. You can smell that, that funky odor. That's that paper. But see, a pig's sty. You can smell that bad boy. Now, now watch this. It may be odorific to you. But boy, the pigs are loving it. Pigs love slop. And I remember a man named Mr. King. I think he was the one, one of the guys in the neighborhood that had pigs. He would bring that stuff, that slop. Looked like he would have it in a, in a, in a bucket. And, and, you know, all the leftovers during the week and all that stuff was put in there. And it, it just began to ferment. And, and he would go over there and pour it into the pig sty. And boy, they would just love to see him coming. They just wallow in the mire. Wallow in the slop. And you know now some people that live in that. It's some people's houses. Well, let me stay where I am. <laughs> Look like a pig stack. And the story is told one time about the prodigal pig. You ever heard about the prodigal pig? Well, it says that, and this is an allegory, that when the prodigal son finally got up, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but when the prodigal son finally got up out of that pig pen and went home, that a pig went with him. And say so when he got to the house and the pig was with him, and the evening began to, to fall, the pig went upstairs. Nice, clean place air freshener, all that was well together, clean sheets on the bed, all that. The pig was very uncomfortable. What do you mean clean sheets? What do you mean a nice room, a beautiful house well cleaned up? Next morning, the prodigal son got up and went to look for the pig. That pig had run down them steps somewhere and somehow had opened that door 
and went all the way back to the pig pen and fell over in that slop and said, wow, home. <laughs> That's the way some people treat the church. All kind of issues. Because they love to wallow in the mire. So anyway, nobody gave to him. So the man said, okay, I'll tell you what. You can go to work for me, and you can go over yonder in my pig's sty, in the pig pen, and you can slop the hogs. That'll be a job for you. Now this was a Gentile talking to a Jew. You can slop the hogs. This is what Jesus is talking about. And so he was so hungry until he began to look at the husk that the swine was eating. And that's what happens. So many of our beautiful young ladies, they don't want no choir boy. Who told you that your daughter want a choir boy? They want a tattooed up fella. Got a naked woman tattooed on his back. He chewing tobacco and riding a Harley Davidson. And cuss God every other time he speaks. Oh, that's who she wants. How many of us have moved beyond the point of decency and have gotten into the swallow of this life? Everybody told you to leave her alone. Leave him alone. Uh-uh. You got all Mr. Big Sense. But you know God has a way. You know right now you ought, to, you ought to join me in thanking God for something called memory. <laughs> memory. Now people can act like ain't nobody ever done nothing for me. I'm a self-made man. I did it all myself. No, you didn't. Somebody gave you a job. Somebody pumped your gas back in the day before you had to pump it. But somebody did stuff for you. Oh, how we have forgotten. And this is what I'm saying. When that boy looked at the hoose them swine was eating, his mind went back. His mind went back to home. He said, how many of my daddy's hired servants have bread, have food to eat? And here I am in this condition. You know, and, you know in this condition, and I remember how good I had it at home. I remember how peaceful it was. I remember how my daddy gave me provisions to make my own living and how he looked out for me and how he took care of me. He said, I need to get up. Not nice coming to himself. And we got a lot of people that are away from home. They have gone out into a far country. Their minds are no longer stable. So many young people are partying out there and drinking drinks and people are putting uh, date rape drugs 
in their drinks when they get up and go to the bathroom. You can't trust these people. You, you need to think back. Were you raised that way? Were you taught that way? Did you have loving parents? Did you have that loving grandmother, that loving grandfather? Did you have somebody, that loving auntie that, that, that knew maybe things were not well at your own house, but you could always come to her house? It's been, God has always had somebody back there. Can I get a witness? He's always had somebody standing around that care about us. Even kids that have gone through a divorce procedure with their parents and, and, and kids that are, that are one weekend here, next weekend there. In the middle of all that, God has still been there. He may not come when you want him, but he's an on-time God. He may not do the things that you think he ought to be doing, but God is taking care of every one of us in here. Every one of us in here is being taken care of. Today's message, The Prodigal Son and the Good Father, FC3068, FC3068, is now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119 or email us, at net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart 
I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.